Welcome back to another episode of the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. Thank you again for joining us today, and we're excited to be able to bring you some updates about the podcast, as well as launch into a brand new series today. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and as always, I'm joined in studio today by Pastor George Riddell, the lead pastor of Open Bible Baptist Church. If you have any questions about what you hear today, send us an email to podcast at openbiblenj.org. And if you would do us a favor, leave us a rating so that other people can get this content as well. Now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, well, welcome back, folks. We've got uh, some exciting news for the podcast. Some listeners might be happy and others might be sad. But we are uh, changing up the format, Pastor, and why don't you tell us what we're going to be doing differently moving forward? I don't know. What are we going to be doing differently? Oh, he forgot. <laughs> well, you might have noticed last week. You might have noticed last uh, I know. <laughs> I know. You might have noticed last week, folks, that uh, you didn't get a podcast. And Every so other week. Some of you were just heartbroken, um, like myself, that there was no podcast last week. You went to go find it, and then you sat in the shower crying yeah. um, for hours when you didn't find it there. Yeah. But, Pastor, what are we doing with the podcast? We're going to be doing it bi-weekly instead of weekly. So in 2021, yes. we bring you a new calendar every other week. So twice a month, we will uh, upload a new episode for you. And we're really doing that just so that we can make sure the content um, that we're bringing you is top quality so that we have more time to plan, prepare, and get the right thing for everybody. Um, but we hope that you still enjoy it twice a month. Yes. Looking forward to it. Pastor, really, the yeah. reason is you were just so tired of spending every Monday morning with me. You were like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I've got well, to have a break every once in a while. All right, the truth comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said the things that are said in secret will be manifest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always told me in, in Bible college, who you are in private will eventually be public. Oh, okay, well. All right. Just because they don't know you yet. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Well, um, today we are jumping into a brand new series. So tag along with us and track with us as we have four episodes for um, you in this series called The Relational Ministry of Jesus Christ. We looked at our mission as we launched out into the year, Mission 1073. Our mission is to develop disciples of Christ who are developing disciples of Christ. And so we wanted to show you over the next several episodes how relationships can help you develop disciples. In fact, um, one of our deacons, Will McDonald, preached a few weeks ago, and the whole premise of his message was that relationships are part of the mission. And so we ought to have deep, personal, real, and authentic relationships amongst other people in our church, in our schools, and in our communities. So as we jump into our episode today, we're going to be looking at the relational ministry of Jesus. And today specifically, we're going to look at the relationship between Jesus and Mary. And we're going to take the idea from Matthew 20, 28, and the Bible says this. Pastor, go ahead and read that for us. Yeah, Matthew 20, 28 says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So right off the bat, as we get into the content, we see that in order to develop a proper good relationship, it's more about giving. It's actually all about giving. It's not about receiving. And when we look at this pivotal relationship in your life, you know, you can think of your relationship with your mom, 
as the listener today. Uh, think about your relationship with your mom and think about the good memories that you have with her. Think about all the times that she was able to nurture you and love on you and teach you things. And Jesus was no different in his humanistic, uh, in his human humanality. He had a mother who loved him, who took care of him, who nurtured Hold on, him. Humanality. I don't know if that word? was the right word. In his human nature. Yeah. That's what I was going for. In his humanity. In his humanity. Thank you. It's you really, said humanistic, yeah. human <laughs> It's really early. I told you. I and we're kind of rusty. We seem to miss I just I, I've got to uh, I've got to keep him doctrinally straight here, folks. Go ahead. In his humanity. Yes. Uh, he had a mother. And we look at Luke chapter number two, and we see a passage in Luke chapter number two where Jesus and his mother have an interaction. But before we read it, Pastor, what are the two characteristics that we're going to look at today that really drive every single relationship that we have? Well, the the two things that every relationship needs to have is love and respect, um, and, or we could say respect and love. Um, and and <clears throat> we might have heard that before, but it's very true. Um, and if one is not present and uh it, it, it there's there's a deformity in the relationship there um and maybe there's some things maybe you don't respect that person the way that you should uh then you really can't love that person the way that you should mm. um and uh there might be some things that need to be talked about and worked through but we see uh Jesus's respect for Mary um and and really in order for us to have a growing relationship that's going to help move the mission forward. We've got to have these. And we see, though Jesus was God in the flesh, he still had respect for Mary. So in Luke chapter number 2, verse 48 and 49, the Bible says this. What does it say there, Pastor? And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? So what was happening here in this passage? Well, it's Jesus was in the temple, and he was expounding the scriptures to uh, the religious leaders. And um, they, uh, Mary and Joseph had gone to Jerusalem to be able to uh, be a part of the festival, and, and so they were there for some time, but then they had left, Right. And they thought that Jesus was with somebody else in the clan, and Uh he wasn't, and Mama got scared. So has that ever happened to you? Have you ever gotten left anywhere? Have I ever gotten left anywhere? Uh, No. Have you? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. (laughs) (laughs) Are you telling me that your parents tried to get rid of you? No, the problem was I, I would just hide from them. Oh. And then they would be like, well, where's, where's, where's Richard? Richard? <laughs> yeah, but actually, Elena, too. Elena got left at church, like, a couple times. Oh, my. <laughs> so she, oh she was my. one of eight kids. Oh, uh, yeah. You wow. know, so they're like, oh, everybody get in the van. And yeah. it's like, oh, wait, Elena's not. And they, they only lived about five minutes from church at the time. Right. But still, it's like, hey, you guys left me here. Oh, you, you, know? can, af- <laughs> you can afford to lose one with eight, you know? Well, I mean, at least they were at church, too. Exactly. You know, at least That's was, a safe place. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're a mom and you've ever. Oh, my. Yeah, if, if you're a mom and you've ever been like, wait, where? Here's my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, whew, man, I, as a father, I, yeah, even yesterday, I was like, wait, where's Miles? And mm-hmm. Miles just runs around here like he owns the place. Yeah, I um, think he does but, own the place. <laughs> but, but uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes that, that feeling can be like, oh, it's a gut-wrenching feeling. Where's my kid? What's he doing? Is he okay? Where, where did we leave him? We've, we've got to find him. And Mary was feeling all of those emotions in a very raw time of her life mm-hmm. where they left Jesus at the temple. So as a frantic mother, she runs into the temple looking for her son. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Jesus's <laughs> response, Jesus's response is, "Mother, didn't you know I was about my father's business?" Mm-hmm. And he wasn't disrespect. He could have come and said, "You know, Mary, don't you know that I am the Son of God? Right? You know, I could yep. take myself and just plant myself at your house if I wanted to. In fact, right. you don't even get food unless I say that it happens. You know, yep. he he could have done that. Yes, he could have as the Son of God because he's all powerful. Mm-hmm. But yet." He had enough respect for his mother to say, hey, mom, <laughs> I was doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Man. Yep. And, and what I find interesting is that he modeled for us what it says in Galatians about obedience and honor. He was honor. He still at that point, even as you say, the son of God could have said, look, uh, don't you realize, you know, the angels told you, you know, I was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hello. You know, but he didn't. Right. And uh, he honored his mom. He was respectful. And uh, I think that gives us each a lesson. Absolutely. Yeah. Just because you have authority doesn't mean you have to exercise it. 100%. Yep. In our society today, we really have <clears throat> lost this respect for one another. Mm-hmm. And it's really caused a lot of relationships to be strained. I know, especially during 2020, social media caused so many relationships to be strained. Yeah. Um, I know even as we get into 2021, it continues to be the same MO of there is a lack of respect for differing opinions. There is a lack of respect for authority. There is a lack of respect for uh, different political parties. Mm -hmm. And it really causes us as Christians to vilify one another in a way that really tears down the foundation of what every good relationship is and a relation. And that's a relationship filled with love and respect. See, when you respect someone, you can disagree agreeably. Correct. When you respect someone, you can look at them and you can have a, a deep conversation on two different ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and come out loving one another and going to grabbing a cup of coffee together. Right. Um, pastor, I I mean, we're, we're the ones that do this podcast. And so, um, I just had my one-year anniversary here at OB. Mm-hmm. In the last year, has there been times when we have disagreed? Yes. A couple times, right? Yeah. And yeah. But but did we ever, did was there ever a time where we were like, well, you know what, just forget that guy. Just right. Get him out of here. It was never ugly. It was never ugly. Never ugly. There was, and one day you're going to see that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. No, and it's true. It, it's 100% true, you know? I'm just you know, and, you. And, and you know, that really shows what you said, though, because as the authority in the situation... You could just come in and be like, you know what, guys, this isn't even a conversation. Right. Um, just do what I say to do. Right. But you have enough respect for everybody in the relationship to be like, okay, let's let's work through it together. Yep. You know? Yep. And I don't know if you want to add anything to this portion here, but every single problem can come to a solution if there is respect involved. It may not be a solution <coughs> that both parties agree on, but it can be a solution. Right. They're they're there, um, there may still be differing opinions, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But you can be able to walk out of the room still unified because the mission's more important than my opinion, yeah. or maybe the decision that I wouldn't have made or somebody else would have made. And st- you know, and so um, I-, I think that when you uh, have the mentality that. That person is made in the very image of God. Yeah. And that God doesn't love you more 
then he loves them. You just come from two different sides of, of the issue. Um, and as long as it's not against the Bible, then th- there can be a, you try and work out for a win for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You want everybody to win. In fact, Jesus was fulfilling his mission in this story. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was fulfilling his mission, yet he still had respect for the one that was his mother in yep. the story. So not only is it respect that's needed in order to capitalize and to grow every single relationship we have, but there's also love needed. There's also love needed. And Jesus exemplifies this for us in the book of John, chapter number 19, in verses 25 and 26. Pastor, you want to read those? Yeah, and the Bible says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. So what's going on here in this passage? Well, this is where Christ is uh, dying on the cross for our sins. He, mm-hmm. he, is, he came to be the Savior of the world. Um, he came with a purpose in mind, and that's what he did. He fulfilled the will of the Father, and uh, he's hanging on the cross at this point. He's getting ready to die, and he has so much love and respect for his mom that his concern is not himself. His mm-hmm. concern is his mother. I don't know about you, but, you know, I mean— Dying on a cross, that is severe agony. They say it's one of the most brutal forms of death that one could encounter. Yep. And Jesus loves his mom so much that he's concerned about her well-being and asks the apostle John, one of his disciples, to be able to take care of his mom while, uh, since Jesus is going to pass away, he can't. Uh, most commentators believe that the reason that his father's not there is because his father had passed away at that point. Uh, mm. His earthly father, his earthly Joseph. Father, yes. <clears throat> you know, there's times in our life where we have an injury. Um, I have a paper cut right now. Oh, my. It's really bad, actually. They're, they, 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 the, they are the worst. They're the worst. And you know what? When I got this paper cut yesterday, I was just being a big baby about it. Mm. I was like, man, my finger is just hurt. Now, my wife is 39 weeks pregnant. <laughs> and so, so oh, I, I was sitting there last night like man my finger i'm just so uncomfortable my i'm finger, available at 12 30 for my, my finger, my finger just hurts so bad and i kept saying this and my wife just was just looking at she me, looked at you like, and she goes shut oh, up man. She, she, she said oh oh is <laughs> is your finger hurting yeah. that's, that's exactly how yeah. she said it and i thought to myself i was like man i was like you know what we can just be so consumed um, with our self care, self being, self comfort, that we just forget about everything else that's going on. And we're like, oh, I just I don't feel good. I don't I don't I don't feel up to doing this today. And you know, Jesus, I can guarantee you, in his body, his human body, felt terrible on the cross. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Bible talks about in Isaiah how he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement meaning that continual pain over and over and over and over. So he was in great discomfort. He was in great pain, great agony. But yet he saw his mother, whom he respected and loved, and he wanted to take care of her at all costs. You know, there was on the cross, you know, as you hang on the cross, it's very hard for you to breathe. You have to push yourself up to breathe. So as he hangs on the cross, every single time he would talk to the people down below, Father, forgive them. And when he had this conversation about, you know, behold thy mother, he was having to use all of his strength to push himself up in order to say what he was going to say so that he could help his mother. And man, he did that because he loved her so much. And when we love someone 
and we love the other party in the relationship, our comfort is always secondary. Mm-hmm. Our opinion is always secondary. Our goal is to help them, not to help ourselves. But yet so many relationships are, can I use the word leveraged to say, what can I get out of this person? Right. But yet a loving relationship, a one that's full of love, is saying, well, how can I help this what person? What can I give to this? What can I give? How can I add value? Person? Yeah, yeah. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's important that if you, even if there's tough things to say to people, mm-hmm. what's the Bible say? Speak the truth in love. When you love somebody and you have that relationship with them, it's not that you keep the truth from them because you don't quote unquote want to hurt them. Right. I've had some very, not hurtful, but painful things said to me as I was developing. Uh, I had a man in my life that, that was a very good mentor for me, and he had to say some tough things. He didn't say them hurtfully. They were painful because of my pride and because I knew that he was right, but it was the right thing to say, and he said them lovingly. That, to me, is a love relationship right there. Mm-hmm. And um, for us, when we're in a relationship, like you said, I believe that we ought to be looking not to be able to leverage the relationship for our benefit, but to be able to help that individual grow in the things of Christ. And so it's what can I give? Uh, how can I contribute? How can I add value to your life? Uh, how can I help uh, make you more like Christ? That's, that's the idea there. And the reason that it's difficult for us to do this a lot of times is because it goes against everything that society tells us about love. Society tells us that love is happiness, fulfillment, and joy. Society tells me, tells me that if I feel good, then this must be love. But the fact of the matter is that love is an action. Love is a choice. Mm-hmm. There are days when, you know what, <laughs> we don't feel like loving our spouse. We don't right. feel like loving our kids. We don't feel like loving our job or the things that God has given us in our life. But yet, we choose to say, today, I'm going to put someone else before me. I'm going to put their needs before mine. I'm going to put their desires before mine. I'm going to put their well-being before mine. Why? So that I can help them. Love is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. Mm -hmm. It is a choice. It's an action. In 1 Corinthians 13, the Bible lays out some actions that love is. Can you read those for us? Yeah, love's patient. It's kind. It's not envious. It's not puffed up. It doesn't seek their own, right? That's what we were just right. talking about. Right. It's long-suffering. It doesn't think any evil. Um, it doesn't rejoice when uh, iniquity happens. It rejoices in truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. So <clears throat> that is what love is. They are They are choices that one makes. It's not always easy to be long-suffering. Mm, yeah. It's not always easy to be patient. It's not always easy to be kind. Um, and so we've got to make those daily choices. That's what it means to be uh, for us in our relationships as uh, it means for us to be conformed to the image of Christ because he made those daily choices in his humanity. And really, the only way for us to love like we should is to have that relationship with him. Yes. There's no way we can do this in our own strength. It has to be in the strength of God. Hey, before we have our closing thought, you know what we have it's to do. It's the Richard Riddell Minute. We have to do it. All right. Here we go. All right, folks, it's the Richard Riddell Minute where we take some time to talk about just some normal life things that are going on. So let's talk about some things of the church today. Pastor, um, first of all, Pastor, do you like coffee? I do like coffee. What is your favorite kind of coffee? 
iced coffee actually. Iced coffee is your yes. favorite ice is your favorite coffee. I love a good cup of iced coffee and you might be out there today and you might love coffee too. Yes. So we've made something available to you. We have. It's called Gathering Grounds because we want you to gather on our grounds. Yay! Yay. So come to the Gathering Grounds Cafe anytime throughout the week from nine o'clock in the morning to four o'clock in the afternoon, except for Fridays because that's the day that we take off and yeah. we enjoy our families. Yes. But come enjoy the Gathering Grounds Cafe. Secondly, just a few weeks from now, March 21st, we've got a big night. Yeah. It's a big big night what's going on march 21st? oh man we got our outdoorsman night it's going to be exciting it's going to be a wonderful time there's going to be all different kinds of stuff going on for outdoors men women kids whoever bring everybody and bring them all get some tickets today yep you can check out eventbrite outdoorsman night you can find the tickets there be here in person for that event you won't want to miss it and make an appointment at the gathering grounds this week mm, get yourself some coffee all right that's been the richard minute <laughs> Yeah, I was, yeah, I really, even on cold days, I like iced coffee. I had some oh, this morning. Man. That's awesome. 19 degrees. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I was outside. There's just a lot of great stuff going shorts, on. Shorts, shorts, and a t shirt. You were not shirts and a t shirt. Yeah, I had my iced coffee outside. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Barefoot. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's, just, there's a lot of good stuff going on in the church right now. There's, there's just great a, stuff. A whole lot of exciting things happening. Yep. Hey, so we're going to wrap up today. We're talking about the relational ministry of Jesus Christ. The only two, there's two characteristics, two main characteristics to a growing relationship, and that is love and respect. Jesus showed us through his relationship with his mother that respect and love are vital to nurturing a long and meaningful relationship. So here's the question for you today. Would you say that your relationships are marked by the characteristics of respect and love? Yeah, I think that it's very easy for us to say, yep. Okay, now this is what I want you to do. <clears throat> Back up for a second. I want you to think of all your relationships because most of the time what we do in our own lives is that we put the good in the forefront and we ignore where we fail. But take a look at all your relationships, husbands and wives. Look at your relationship with one another. Parents to children, look at your relationship. Children to parents, um, coworkers, uh, neighbors. There's so many different types of relationships that we have. Other believers, um, pastor, staff, staff, pastor. Uh, pastor and deacons, deacons. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. Could you say that every one of your relationships are marked by respect and love? If so, great. If not, if there's one or two that may, may you might struggle with, why don't you make it a matter of prayer and ask God to help you to just be obedient to his word and have respect and love for those people and treat them as Christ would treat them. Treat them the way you want Christ to treat. Thanks for listening again today to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. If this has been a help to you today, would you do us a favor, share it with a friend so it can be a help to them as well, and leave us a rating wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information and updates about the podcast, always follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod, or subscribe to us on YouTube at The Open Bible Podcast. We'll see you next time when we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.